On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I chat with Abby and Mike from Coffee Over Cardio. Man, what an awesome conversation. We actually went a lot longer than I normally go because I just had so many questions for them, uh, for what they're doing, how they're succeeding. Um, they're using micro-influencers uh, in a way that I have never um, seen before, and I think that it's an incredible way of doing it. It's their barista program. Um, I think you guys are going to get a lot of good ideas from that. Um, we talk about the actual software and um, the steps that they use to set that program up. So I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this, and um, yeah, stick around. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know something super exciting. We have rebranded our podcast to be the Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. We're so excited about this because we want to bring you the most amazing content when it comes to your e-commerce business. We want to help you scale. All of that being said, we have an amazing resource that we want to share with you. It's calculators, marketing calculators to figure out how much you can afford to spend on your marketing. We've got three different calculators on the website. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Abby Scott and Mike Krausen from Coffee Over Cardio. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you for having us. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I've actually been on a bit of a roll right now with people from Texas. Um, so this is no different. You guys are in Dallas? Yes. Yes. Uh, go actually. Okay. Frisco, like a, just like a suburb or? Suburb, yeah. yeah. Just north of Dallas. Okay, nice. I've had a lot of conversations with people from Austin. Okay. Um, I feel like that's like a bit of a like hotbed for brands right now, but maybe it's just like the people that we're connecting with or reaching out to, but, uh, but yeah, super cool. Yeah. We really like Austin we go there and visit. Um, I feel like it's a nice like millennial crowd. There's definitely a lot of entrepreneurs going that way. Um, it's very trendy. Yeah. I've always, I've always heard it like the Brooklyn of Texas. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, and similar to Salt Lake. There was, a, there was a, a while there where it was like everyone I was interviewing was in Salt Lake. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, let's, let's start our interview here. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Abby and this is Mike, my husband. Uh, we are married and we're also business partners. Uh, two and a half years ago, we decided to start Coffee Over Cardio, which is a high quality coffee company online and it is branded towards females. However, everyone seems to enjoy it. Um, And then since then, it's been really fun in terms of growing the business together. We actually ended up starting a marketing agency together where we now also run marketing for small businesses like ourselves. And... Yeah, it's been a whirlwind to say the least. Yeah, two um, and a half years. Wow, guys, that's yeah. like like super phenomenal growth. Yes. Well, our backgrounds are completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the fitness space. Uh, I've always been an entrepreneur. Abby worked on Wall Street, lived in Manhattan, and basically uh, we started the company. I was invested in some other companies as well, and I decided to go all in on the coffee, and yeah. then she decided to we were a uh, long distance at the time. We started off Manhattan and LA and okay. um, as long distance as you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On top of a business on top of that. So anyway, we eventually decided just to go all in about eight months into it, give or take. 
And um, as soon as we did that, we basically filled what the other person lacked, you know, and she basically kind of like made me focus on certain things and I was able to apply that instead of being a jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned along the way. And um, she's a lot more structured. So we work well together. Um, and yeah, it just it's flourished. That's awesome. <laughs> that it has. I, uh, I actually, I don't, I don't know if you guys know, I, our podcast listeners definitely know. Um, my wife and I also run a clothing company. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, and so very similarly, we've, we've been at that for four or five years now. And uh, I definitely took over the marketing side and she was <laughs> everything else. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I get it. I get the, the daily, the daily uh, joys, like the ups and downs of like running it with your partner. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's lots that goes into that. <laughs> I've actually talked oh, to yeah. lots of husband and wife duos. I feel like this, this is something that, that happens, right? Like you want to be involved with, with what each other's are saying and, and um, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, so what sort of need did you guys see in the market when you created this? So um, I guess like going back to starting, we had recognized that, first of all, I had a coffee drinking problem. Um, <laughs> part of that was- Like you weren't drinking that, enough? <laughs> uh, I was drinking, I was drinking way too much. I was also spending way too much on coffee. Um, like Mike said, since we started long distance um, and I was working 80, 90 hours a week, I would take coffee breaks to and go buy coffee just so I could, you know, hop on the phone with him. And so he kind of joked that I had a problem and that I should have my own. And at the time we saw a couple other brands that were beginning to, I guess, tap into the social media space um, and e-commerce for coffee, but they were either very neutral branded or they were like super masculine. And we were like, well, you know, women drink coffee too totally. you know, why isn't there a of course they do <laughs> why isn't there a brand for women specifically so um we jumped into designing some bags that were like they're super girly if you look at them yeah. um yeah. with some fun flavors and you know and kind of just jumped in that way yeah cool. i mean the basically we wanted to i'm a big fan in personal branding connected to the brand yeah. Um, and so I had to convince Abby to be the face of the company. And cause I had, I've worked for other companies and been around it a lot longer than she had. And I was like, no, no, like this is, we need to really like use your face and make a personal connection. I mean, creating another Nike just isn't a thing anymore. So at the time I'm working for an investment bank, like a very corporate job. And I didn't have any sort of social media presence um, like I had this little fitness accountability Instagram with, I mean, less like, than yeah, less than 2000 followers, probably half of them being like, who knows who's following me. But, um, so that was really hard for me to like, I wasn't used to, you know, stories weren't even a thing yet, but I wasn't used to talking to people or taking photos for like a purpose. So that in and of itself you know, creating a personal brand online has gone right along with, with uh, growing coffee, which has sure. been fun too. It's been really fun to stay really personal yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With, with the community too. I, you know, I'm, I'm totally with you, um, Mike, on that, that thought that like there, uh, there needs to be 
personal connections, unless you're just going to be an Amazon brand, right? And just, sure. just sell stuff. Um, when you're building a brand, I totally believe that there needs to be that spokesperson. Like think about every big brand out there, you know, even Nike, right? Everybody right. knows the the shoe dog, right? right? Like there's, there's, and, and I feel like this, these smaller brands now, um, that are starting to grow really do need that person. Um, that's at the forefront. So good for you, uh, Abby, for making that work and, and yeah. really becoming the kind of, um, uh, influencer for your own brand, right? Yep. Um, what was the point where you guys knew that this was going to be more, right? That this was actually going to turn into like a legit business. I think for myself, it was, well, I'm a big fan of like Gary Fee's philosophy and he's like, well, what other choice do you have? Right. So yeah. for me, it wasn't ever a sense of giving up or changing direction. It was staying consistent. I've always jumped from idea to idea versus like really applying and sticking in something for longer than 90 days. Right. So it really took off. And I say take off. I mean, when you're able to do get out of doing two and $3,000 months and you all of a sudden, you, you know, 30 days, you jump to nine and 18 and 36 and it just kind of starts the you know, snowball effect. What is whenever we decided that we need to build culture we need to build a community an environment and again this is all replicated from what other brands do you're not reinventing the wheel you're yeah, just yeah. applying what other successful people are doing with your own twist and so we come out with basically a um, very empowering uh, micro influencer group and program and allowing people to uh, be a part of the community something that and i didn't have any competition Right. I don't have a competition. So when you ask somebody, you know, would you like to try oh, it? Like, oh, okay. We have competition, but. Well, nothing that's, <laughs> you know, oh, Starbucks. Okay, yeah. That's my competition. <laughs> that's our competition. But we don't have like a female driven based, you know, company. You've got multiple male companies like, you know, Bones, Black Rifle, Death Wish, which are all really black, hard brands, yeah. but nothing that, you know, appeals to females in this sense. So. I feel like whenever we realized that there's that space missing and then when Abby quit and came on full time, we were able to like see some results and then, you know, it kind of just went from there. Cool. Obviously every month is not a plus, right? Or like your month, but obviously you have seasonals or quarters that do better. And, you know, you, you learn that, you know, as you come out with new SKUs and new products, you know, you follow what's working. And I think it's honestly a, the past, well, 2020 has been a, a pretty great year for us so far. Um, yeah. How is, how is COVID the, the COVID time right now affected you guys? I, I hate to say it, but it's been the best things ever happened to the company. More people at home, more people drinking coffee. Totally. Just, we, I mean, and also too, and... from the marketing aspect of it, you know, and this is the best way I can describe it to people when they ask how is that as a Facebook you're spending money or Instagram or however, right? Your massive companies odds are, are pulling back because they are uncertain. So they're not going to keep dumping loads of money into the system, which means there's less hooks in the water. More people are at home, which means more fish are in the water. So yep. there's less hooks, more fish. You're going to get a cheaper acquisition cost. So instead of getting scared, we quadrupled down. Awesome. Awesome. We, That's... Just, we, we tried to take a, you know, 
I saw a little intake and spike. And so we're just like, let's just dump everything we can into it. And basically got a, a whole lot of new customers for a great acquisition cost. And I feel like it's kind of like faded out, right? It's no longer there. You know, you had that 60 day window to really get it, I think, but um, yeah. We're, we're, I, I, I can speak from the, from the agency side because we, we run um, tons and tons of accounts. Mm-hmm. E- e-com is just continuing to trend up, right? All of, all of our clients are in the e-commerce space. Um, costs, in my opinion, are still down from, from where they were. I was reading an article this morning that um, uh, Expedia alone is spending $5 billion less on Google this year. That's their plan, $5 billion less. Like that, I can't even imagine what that's gonna do just like alone to Google's revenue right there. Um, and then same on the Facebook side, right? All of these travel companies aren't gonna be marketing. Um, so there's still, I, I still think that acquisition costs are down. Um, this is still an awesome time. I mean, it, it's any time is the best time to get into, into paid media and into. Oh, I definitely agree. The, the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost you when you start. Um, but, uh, you know, I think our biggest struggle as far as has always been, you know, an AOV factor. And so, yes. um, yeah, those- average order value. I totally, yeah, I totally agree. Coffee, what, what, is, what is your average order value? Um, I would say in 2020 so far, it's about 40 to $45, give or take, uh, based off our subscription model. Kind of yeah, just, yeah. but awesome. you know, but you have a, but you have a subscription model to back that up. Absolutely. We started the subscription model into in February of 2020 and it has been literally game changing for us. Yeah. So it was our focus this year and we I, changed I just, everything to fit it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, w- I want to explain just to our, our listeners a little bit. So if you have a subscription model, you can really afford to basically break even or even lose money on your acquisition costs, right? When yeah. you're, when you're first starting. So if you have the subscription model, it's, it really is like absolutely game changing um, for your marketing and for, for um, all of that, because you could afford $40 to acquire that customer first, lose a little bit of money, but then they're going to be back and back and back and wanting your coffee and then maybe telling their friends. And so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about subscriptions. So um, let's talk micro influencers. Tell me about what your program looks like. Yeah. So um, in the beginning, um, like I said, I didn't have any sort of following. Um, so, which made it really hard, I guess, to reach out to any sort of influencer um, because I didn't, I wasn't, you know, some person with million followers launching a business. I was just a random Instagram being like, hi, try my coffee. Yeah. Um, so, in the very beginning, I reached out to people who I followed that were within probably what, 10 to 30,000 range of followers. And that worked really well for me because I mean, I have 30,000 followers now and I still answer every single DM that I get. And I read all my emails. Like you're not over, you're busy, but you're not overcrowded or that you usually can still keep up and see everything. Um, So from the beginning, I reached out to just people that I genuinely loved as a person on Instagram. And I was like, look, like, I really like what you're doing, what you're promoting. It really aligns with what we value. I would love you to try my product and get feedback. Um, And that's just where the relationship building started happening. Um, I think, when do we start our barista 
Yeah. So our, our that would be kind of like what she went over is kind of like our uh, what we call our coffee connoisseurs. It's more like your influencer program. Cool. cool. Yeah. Micro influencer program. We call our barista babes. When did we oh, start? Oh, okay. We started that um, about six months in. That was when we really saw that yeah. that jump. But so when we can you walk me through that, like what that program looks like, because I feel like a lot of people could get some some yeah. ideas from that. Sure. So, um, so we started, like I said, we started with those influencers and that was driving traffic. Once we're starting to get traffic of their followers to our page, trying our coffee, you know, everyone, I still get asked probably 10 to 20 times a week, if not more, someone sliding into our DMS being like, Hi, we want to be sponsored. We want to be sponsored. And for us, what's really important to me is whether you're an influencer or whether you just have a great you know, your own Instagram that maybe only has a little bit of following, you know, I want you to make sure that you truly love a product before you want to be part of a community. So when we created the baristas, it was giving us an opportunity to be just more inclusive of everyone who loves their coffee, regardless of the numbers that they had on their social media accounts. Because it's truly amazing that like someone who might, I'm going to say this in like air quotes, only have 700 followers they still have massive pull with their friends. Like I think of now of I get most of my like Amazon recommendations and stuff from my own friend group here. That has nothing to do with social media, right? Or their followers. So being able to create that program where, I mean, it's developed a lot just because of the influx of interest, but it basically started out with them first emailing, answering questions, requesting to be a brand ambassador. Manual at first, of course, right? (laughs) Yeah, that got overwhelming really fast. So then it, we have an application page. And then once they're approved, we have um, basically an email series that helps um, explain to them, you know, what they get in terms of benefits. So for us, it's they get a discount code. They also get, get referral commission that they can then spend at our own store. Um, being a low margin product, like literally a commodity, um, we don't, and just being a still a smaller business, we don't have necessarily the ability to shell out regular commission. So no, no, I love, I love how you're doing that. Giving them store credit, um, for their referrals, which they earn off their own purchases. Right. So even if someone just genuinely likes the, the products, they Mm -hmm. can just earn off their own purchases. Um, and then we have like little events through the year that they can attend all over the country. Um, we usually give them early access to any launches that we have. So that's like, so this is like, like an ultra VIP group, like this is, and, and would you, would you consider this like an ambassador program? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I would just view it as more of like, um, if you want to be a part of the brand in a real way, it's an opportunity to do so. Yeah. If you just drink coffee and don't care, and that's okay too. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you guys share what software you use to manage all of this? Sure. So, and all this started and we had not, we weren't doing any ad spin at the time. Okay. Yeah. This was all just like from the ground. So we started off doing it manually. Obviously we use Shopify as our main platform. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Everybody. Yeah. Um, so you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we use uh, Clavio for our email campaigns. Yeah, awesome. Big fan of that program. Yeah. Um, because you can maneuver different audiences and uh, based on behaviors. Yeah. Obviously, you go over a lot. 
Yeah. So you have a so you have a list that people when they sign up for the ambassador or sorry the um the barista program. Yep. Um. Then they go into a special list that's just the barista program. Correct. In Clavio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. oh, sorry, I love doing the like super practical kind of like walking through like. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that you set it up? Part of their application is where we collect their email as well as their phone number for those text messages too, which we do. So that. We can communicate with them through emails yeah. or text, which is really so they're not doing text campaigns. Do text campaigns? Yeah, that's a major. <laughs> um, so I think that we start off on click funnels as far as collecting the information. The application. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would Zapier it over to either Clavio uh, or actually at the time we were using Mailchimp when we started because it was cheaper, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So we were doing that, and then I had a text message system that would text them saying that you've been accepted cool. to check your email and our email open rate still to this day is I checked it this morning actually, because I'm still working on it constantly trying to improve it. Yeah. 82% yeah. open rate on the, uh, on the barista program. Yes. yes. With a 14% conversion rate. Wow. Wow. Rate. Um, now, obviously, it goes down with the more money we spend because you're not as targeted, right, on your people. But organically, that's what we've, in the last 30 days, we haven't spent any money towards that program. And so organically, it has a 14%, which is, I think we did the math. It's like $9 a person that signs up. If, wow. you, if your email gets there, it's 9 bucks. Well, it's incredible because those people then are, are also like telling other people about your, your brand. Yes, yeah, so we're making $9 plus they're going to market it. Which yeah. they don't have to. That's the other thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't require anything. Yeah. If you just want the code, which is fine because it's still a sell at the end of the day. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. you know, so are these, how, now, how are you managing them now? Like, how are you dishing out these codes, the referrals? Sure. We use a program called Affiliately. It's pretty commonly used. Okay. Um, connects right into Shopify. Um, it's not the best as far as integrations. Um, being that you still have to make codes manually inside Shopify with it. But, you know, until you're just so vast that you're creating scripts and all that to make it all automated and using a different software. It's yeah. definitely manageable. But I mean, and yeah. that will create discount. So you actually have to create the discount code itself to send back, back to Shopify. Yep. Yeah. So it doesn't automate, it doesn't make it, it's not automated from. Shopify makes it really tough to do scripts and whatnot. So if we were on WordPress, it would be a lot easier. Or Shopify Plus, I know you can do scripts. Yeah, um, which we don't use Plus. Um, yeah. I just am not a giant fan. Because uh, I, I, I don't use a lot of the flows and stuff because I have a very simple business model. Um, really? So it's not really worth it for me per se. And I don't have a lot of customization on things. But okay. So we use Affiliately. Um, now we use Instapage instead of ClickFunnels because okay. we put it on our same domain. Yeah. Um, without really having to like leave per se. Cool. Um, but yeah, I would say that we just would send some basic traffic. We create automated emails. You know, whether you're on that program or not, you're going to at some point. And yeah. Whether that's you know a non-buyer list or already purchased once or twice. So however. Yeah. Um. Super Lots of segmentations and, but yeah, um, it's something that we're going to kick back up here 
um, to a lot of our new customers. And it's like my focus actually this week is to start pushing that program again. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's great. Hey, can we chat a little bit about, uh, on the marketing uh, agency side? So what's your guys' specialty? So I think that we kind of started off with, um, people that were like us, right? Beginners to notice what we're doing. So we would do some things for them. Yeah. Um, I would say e-commerce fitness based products. Cool. Cool. Or food related or anything that's more on the health side. Obviously, you know, it's easy to market to people that already know who you are. Right. And you, you're going to know this as well. This is going to be real keen for you. It's really great to be able to tell somebody, I'm not only a marketer, but I'm a business owner too. I understand cash flow. I understand your struggles. I understand everything that you've gone through because I've had to do it myself. And now I'm able to teach other people. So it's kind of one of those things to where it's not really a hard sell for people to understand you know what you're doing because you've already done it. Yeah. It's just, do they have the money to invest? And if they do, then it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. That's great. Guys, let's, I got to ask you the, the classic question I ask every time. What is your secret to scaling? Um, well, since there's two of us, let's both answer. What, what do you think the secret is to scaling? Um, I would just say patience. I mean, especially for someone. So for my background, like I never ever in my life intended to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. I planned on working my way up into a C-suite level of a large business. Um, But that comes with structure. And with small businesses, when you start out just yourself or you with your husband, you know, you have to have the patience to see all of that structure come to light and, you know, hire people as you need them and take those leaps so that, you know, two years or wherever in, you can really start you know, being that business that you envisioned. So I would just say like, first off is, is patience. Um, I know For Mike sure. will say something else, which adds on to it. For sure. Um, to tap on that, you know, it's, we always want more faster, right? But if you look at the subscription-based model, for example, that's a long, that's a long play, yeah, right? Really Where's that going to be five years from now? Right now we're going to be making more in one month than you do in a year based off subscriptions. Right. So got to look at the long play and don't just look at next week. I know your cash flow might be tight, you know, or certain things might be going on, but you got to look at the long picture. Totally. I think that if you really want to scale and get to where you're, you know, you as the owner is going to make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, then you have to not be afraid to spend. Yeah. And that's investing in yourself, ads, people, employees. employees. The more money you want to take home, the more money you have to spend. I know that sounds crazy, but and to the business owners, to you, I'm sure it's normal. But if you want to really scale the company, you got to invest in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. We'll talk like in the, in the city where we live, I'll go chat with like business owners who are just starting up and we'll talk about, um, ad spend budgets, right? And they're like, well, yeah, I'm going to spend, I don't know, like thinking about a thousand bucks this year. I'm like a thousand dollars this year. Right. So <laughs> noon, I've, I've spent about a thousand dollars on my own business. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think we use the kind of a method that we've started and you know, we didn't collect a paycheck for two years. Wow. And 
Well, because so we had the agency piece, yeah. right? So we had coffee. We were like, well, I don't need the money. Let's just keep putting it in. Even though we were living in an apartment, 600 square feet. Yeah. We, and, you know, we were very frugal. A lot of things is because to have a bigger vision. You have the patience, put the money back into it. We went from four SKUs to 34 in 12 months. Wow. And so like That's that was the investment. If people don't know, like when you, when you have that massive SKU, um, like going from four to 34, that's a huge jump, right? And the amount of inventory that you then have to keep and the amount of money that you have to then put out. But man, I'm sure that that was worth it. Yeah, I mean, cause people are like, well, what'd you do with your first million? I'm like, you're looking at it. It's all on the shelves. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything with it. It's right here. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really important to invest. And we set up percentages based off a lot of what we do. So, so for say example, I make a hundred thousand dollars this month. I try to keep my ad spend around 30%. 30. Okay. Cool. We keep a lot, it's a lot of organic sales, right? But that's where the yeah. description and all the other things come into play, but we try to keep it at a 30%. Now that means if next month I make $200,000, I still want that 30%, which is going to allow me to grow, which means I need to spend $60,000. Yeah. Yeah. 300, you know, it's that, you know, 30 or 90,000 to $100,000. Yeah. That's kind of like, I think what I've learned in the last six months, that's the ticket because the, when my ad spend goes up and down, my numbers follow 45 to 60 days behind it. And so, you know, when somebody's like, oh, we're doing good, let me cut back my ad spend, you're yeah. going to feel it in 45 to 60 days. And so the minute you stop trying to grow is the minute you die. So it's kind of one of those things where you can't like spend and then just cash out because yeah. you have yeah. to constantly keep doing. Yeah. Um, oh, this is such a good conversation, guys. This is good. This is like, seriously, I, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm inspired all over again. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. I'm going to uh, go to the lightning round here. Uh, let's, let's each of you answer if, if you guys don't mind. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Um, I think we have the same answer, but I like Shogun because, so I don't build oh, yeah, for product pages. I don't build any websites or anything like that. Like I'm, that's him, not me. Yeah. But if I do have to go make an edit, it's so simple. Um, like super user-friendly for someone who like, isn't right. <laughs> a website builder. So that's what I like. Yeah. And I know for Mike, it's probably has a lot of yeah i mean shogun is so great for a beginner because you don't have to custom code it allows you to you know get what you want on the first fold of your pages you know obviously you want to have a video you want to have some imagery some great copy it allows you to set things up like you guys website looks so good well thank you it's all it's it's always evolving but we try to set ourselves a little bit different because it is just coffee right so i'm trying to make it exciting not just you know brown beans yeah so we try to do a little bit and everything that you see is still on Shogun, even though, you know, we've been doing this a long time. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, favorite podcast. Um, I like, well, it's our friend, but it's called grow or die. It's a cool. fitness, it's a fitness podcast. Yeah. It, his podcast is about growing, whether it be mentally, physically, you know, however, however you they want. They talk about a lot of different things. Or, yeah. And then I think like, you know, I'm not a really giant podcast guy. Uh, I'm somebody that's like, I can't do a podcast and do something else at the same time. Okay. 
but you know, I would probably say the most hours listened is, you know, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I like when people say Joe Rogan. You, do you know what 99% of my podcast guests say is how I built this. So the fact that you guys didn't, if anyone's listened to this podcast for a long time, we have one group of people who did not say how I built this. So <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, good. You explain our, explain it's, our great, it's, it's actually a great podcast. It just goes through owner stories and uh, it's Got a it. podcast. Super. Makes super. Sense. Yeah. I was actually thinking about renaming this podcast, how I built this e-commerce brand to try and steal some of that traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great title. Uh, awesome guys. And do you guys have a founder that you look up to? mentor um or just even somebody who you've kind of like you've looked at like i know you, you talked about gary v earlier um is there somebody who you guys look up to and you're like man that is like that is kind of what i'm like modeling my entrepreneurial journey after so i've got a few answers on that but i'm like afraid to say them because i don't believe fully in what some of the people do but i just take i take things from each individual sure. yeah um and probably the least I want to say is Grant Cardone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grant's got some, he's got some great things to say. He does. And I'm a big believer in 10X in the sense of like, shoot, you know, go bigger. Like you can do better. Like yeah. go bigger. I, I'm not like as energetic and, you know, I, I'm not a really big um, cheerleader. And I feel like a lot of the bigger guys are more cheerleaders than teachers. Totally. So I'm not really big on that because I feel like a person's worth more than you telling me good job. I feel like you need to learn something. Yeah. I like Gary V for the aspect that always be humble, like yeah. big enough to not care what somebody says, but humble enough to always listen to what they say. Totally. Cause at the end of the day, it's just business success is just one part of your life. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and you, you know, I, he, he makes a big thing on, you know, Steve jobs is always like, you know, guy was an asshole all the time and people yeah. think you need to run a business like that. And I, I really pride myself on being one with my employees since I, I do mostly operation stuff. And so being compassionate, hearing what people have to say, cause you're only as good as your, you know, the lowest person on totem pole. Yeah. So, you know, when you're not there, they are. So it's really important that, you know, they believe and they're going along with the same things you do. Yeah. How about you, Abby? Um, I think I'm the same way where I kind of look at different companies for like inspiration of what they're doing with certain things. Um, and I think I pay attention more like to brands that are on the social media space. And it's the one thing that always, I think I find that's a little bit different with myself as a lot of these brands that I do look up to, they all did, they were founders that started with huge followings. Mm. So I have, so they might scale really fast, just like we're scaling really fast, but they did have, you know, they made one post into its hundreds of thousands of followers, if not millions. So that's always the one disconnect where I have to say, Oh, our traffic's growing a little bit different, but no, I like what, like Balance Athletica, which is a apparel brand does. I like, um, who are my other favorite brands? That's, I feel like that's the one I've most recently followed, I guess, in terms of business. And I've gone to talk to their owners and whatnot. And they're just 
a lot of it's right now like they're expanding into new warehouse spaces and we're looking at that and that's just where we kind of i guess align on that yeah i I don't think that we have one person for either one of us that go we're really good about we're really good i think about surrounding ourselves with like who our friends are like i've never had so many friends who are entrepreneurs or owning their own businesses so i think that's something that you know, has been really important is just always surrounding yourself with people who want to talk about business and what they're doing and bouncing ideas off of each other. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I forget who, who the quote was that you're the culmination of the top five people that you hang out with. Yeah. And I totally think that that's true. That's good. This was so good guys. We totally went over time. Like (laughs) we went way longer than I normally go because I just enjoyed this conversation so much. Thank you guys. Of course. Thanks for having us. Where, yeah, for sure. Where can people find out more about you? So coffeeovercardio.com and then at coffeeovercardio is our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, my Instagram is at Abby Scott with three B's, three T's, which is a little annoying, but I should. Three B's and three T's. Okay. I, that's the thing when people. And my Instagram is. Mike underscore Carlson, C-R-O-W-S-O-N. And he uh, talks a lot more about business and e-commerce on yeah, his personal I, page than I do. Yeah, I try to like, you know, add value. So I'll go over and, you know, do one minute things on AOV and why it's important and this or that. Um, cool. Just some business tips. I mean, like your business is only as good as the value you give, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this podcast is a great example of you, you know, giving back and helping the community and, people getting to hear whether it's inspired or whatnot. So it's, it's, I'm big on value. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. That's great. And how about on the, the marketing side, if there's a, you know, a fitness kind of company or, or someone in that space, where can they get a hold of you? Probably email us, right? Yeah, you can email simple um, Mike at myfitlegacy.com. Cool. And um, we don't do advertising for it. We do everything through word of mouth. Awesome. Um, all consultations to to make sure that we are the appropriate fit yeah too. i mean the last thing you want to do is work with somebody you don't like <laughs> i i agree and you know we've gotten to a point where we're 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 picky to a certain extent because you know I'm not looking to take on somebody that's going to be a fail and a headache i have enough things to worry about i don't want to worry <laughs> about a company that's not ready to invest i need to work on the branding or other things but totally um but yeah Cool, guys. That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Before we end, we just wanted to ask a couple of favors from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you please share it with your friends and leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts? That would really help. Also, we have an amazing new free resource for you guys. It's marketing calculators. It'll help you figure out what your break-even return on ad spend is and more. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator to find out more. Have a great week.